Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's up? Man. You can hold that longer. Try that again. What's up? All right. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. I want to talk about money. I'm excited. I love talking about money, man. Can I have some? Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sitting. We I yeah, know. yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I'm, here we go. Uh, Let me get the money gun. No, you here can't fire the money gun this early. I thought we were supposed to not make it. Yeah, but there's a problem that I have with this. There's actually like this is paper and I want to be, I want. You want money made out of cotton? I want some more financial technology behind this. So, and that is, that's, I'm glad this is on video now. And these bills do say, luck you pay me on them. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I, but there's no technology behind this, this old school paper. And so the whole industry's popped up and it's known as fintech. Yeah. So we brought someone in to talk with us about that. We have Zach Anderson Pettit. Do you really have three names? I do. Do you yes. go by Zach Anderson Pettit? I do. Yeah. Wow. There's a, there's a more of a story behind it if you want it, but yeah, the, the fast version is yes, I do. I am that guy. And you are the managing director of Fountain City FinTech at NBKC Bank. Yes, sir. You guys do business accelerator stuff and lots of really cutting edge stuff around financial technology. What is FinTech, man? FinTech is the digitization of money as an incredibly general thing, or at least that's where it started. What it's turned into today is in a crazy world that includes, I think, insure tech, so insurance technology, anything that can encompass financial technology. So I used to, where Matt Watson and I first met, I was at Bloom, which is a robo-advisor in the 401k space. That's financial technology. What I'm doing today at MBKC on the banking side is financial technology. So it's just this super broad swath of are you doing financially oriented things and are they more so kind of digitally native than kind of like you said, paper native? To me, I it see. seems like a lot of the things are kind of like when we had Sandy Kemper in here, we were talking about C2FO. A lot of the things mm-hmm. are uh, surrounding the banks and doing things the banks don't want to do or slowly eating away at the banks because they're serving specific needs that the banks don't do or don't want to do. Right. 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 Well, the very specialized sort of financial services. And it's, it's been a really hot topic. And uh, just recently, Travis Wright, who's a uh, hosts a very popular uh, crypto podcast was in here. And we we're just talking about, you know, he's he's got a really do you know, Travis? Uh, you we know of the show. We've had some conversations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, you know, just the difference in, in the way that money is being dealt with and the technology behind it, everything from Bitcoin to crypto to blockchain to the problem, I just want to know how we're going to shoot digital money out of our money gun. Yeah. Believe me, the Bitcoin people will solve it. Yeah. yeah. You, you hang out in Miami long enough, you have faith that these that these Bitcoin people are going to find a supreme Bitcoin gun. It's going to exist, well, I we promise. Have this, we have a supreme money gun here, but why Miami? Miami is just this weird Bitcoin hub right now. So there's some really interesting stuff going on there in fintech, but I would say even more so like just the, the cryptocurrency ecosystem there is pretty fascinating there's so probably you, some quiet quiet decamillionaires can down I there give bitcoin to homeless people you could i would not call that frictionless at this point though okay but yeah i mean yeah frictionless okay so 
NBKC and it's accelerators. So obviously accelerators are organizations, maybe private, maybe public, whatever, that take businesses at specific stages in their timeline and help them accelerate their growth, whether it be their sales, their revenue, maybe provide funding, stuff like that. So let's talk a little bit about the FinTech Accelerator at the bank. And this is like a bank, like anywhere else. You guys actually about what, about five doors down, you Mm -hmm. guys have a big old building Mm -hmm. right up the street from where we're at right now. So what are you guys doing with businesses and like, what's, what, what's that whole process and program all about? Yeah, so it, it probably makes sense for us to explain a little about NBKC, and that explains Fountain City FinTech. So NBKC is a 20-year-old bank here in Kansas City, about $700 million in assets, mostly known as a mortgage bank. So has, you know, two and a half, three billion dollars a year in mortgages that we do, very well known as kind of a top-level service provider in the mortgage space. That has manifested itself as, you know, pretty much the whole focus inside of the business being on mortgage, right? And as a bank, there's kind of two sides to that balance sheet, right? Assets and liabilities. So for us to be able to build more profit into that mortgage business and kind of create a profitability flywheel, it makes sense for us to go out and kind of find interesting ways to build deposits. So if you look at community banks today in the U.S., there's about somewhere between four and 5,000 community banks in the U.S. There's so a-, a community bank is defined as like local. Like uh, local like, local to regional. I mean, you can think of Bank of America is definitely not a community right. bank. You okay. can think of um, UMBs, you know, speaking of SAMD, uh, an example of probably that weird gray area between a community bank and a big bank. Where, They're a regional bank. Yeah, there's a regional bank. Exactly. But, but most but, people would think of regional banks as community banks. When I think of community bank, I think of the Bank of Belton in a little town yeah. that has one branch. Right. That's what I think of. That that's fair. I think that that definition's gotten a lot broader especially as, you know, the internet has done its thing kind of thing. So That's where I had my first checking account when I was 16. You still have that account? No. No. You're one of the few, man. A lot of people end up with that account long term. Yeah. That's a it's a big thing. They just stick there no He's, matter what Matt, it is. Matt's got all of his all of his money tied up in the supreme money gun dollars yes, that yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bitcoin, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> That's or lack or lack there. Let's or, not or talk about that. Depending on when, the, talk when the investment was made. That's not that's not a uh, it's too soon for us to talk about our Bitcoin returns. Yeah, <laughs> that's a separate, we're really waiting it's a separate show. We'll we're, have Travis back for that. one. We're waiting that one out. Yeah. Um, so the, these banks are growing basically by either acquiring or being acquired. Right. Some of these families, they're mostly family banks. They're trying to find liquidity in some way, shape or form. But finding liquidity as a bank is not a super fun thing because you can only get bought at like, you know, 1.5 times book value or something like that. It's not an incredibly exciting 10x, you know, technology multiple or something like that. So we have kind of a unique culture and our CEO kind of decided let's go the direction of technology. Let's not go the direction of either getting bought or buying another bank. So that led us down basically outlawing all bank conferences inside the bank and sending all of our executives to fintech conferences. And that's kind of when I started coming around the bank and things started kind of picking up some steam. So over the last year, we figured out that the probably the best angle for us is to be the bank behind the fintech companies as Matt takes a selfie. Hey, Matt. You can find the selfie at, at Startup Hustle Podcast on Instagram. I'm waving. It's um, always interesting to how people react to yeah, the selfie. Yeah. Some try to play it off and some clearly. Some are like, holy shit, I've never been in a selfie before. Yeah, that was Zach. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm unfamiliar. I live in a cave, as you guys can tell. So anytime I'm, someone I'm takes a, a financial picture. technologist that lives in a cave. <laughs> so I, I so NBKC, um, do you guys consider yourselves a community bank? Yeah. So, but you, part, but so part of the challenge, like if uh, so, I've been a software developer for 18 years, right? But I'm like, hey, I have this need, and I need to like somebody goes to my website and somehow or another I like I create a bank account for them, and then how would I help them do ACHs or wire money or pay bills or like there's all these sort of different things that are like banking related and me like i need to go to somebody like potentially nbkc or some sort of bank and like have apis and be able to like integrate with the bank right um as a startup you mean like yeah as a a startup like i i need to like move money around or do achs or yep maybe have virtual credit cards like yep you know or just different kind of things right a lot of fintech companies do those things so does N- is nbkc provide like apis and services to work with startups to do that the the fast answer is yes i mean it's through a partner of ours that we work with to do all that but you basically just hit our strategy on the head yeah, yeah at so the end the, of the day we're the bank behind the fintech instead of trying to kind of have fintechs build software for us yeah something. there's like 10 or 20 services you need like how do I deposit money? How do I connect you to an ATM? How do I give you a credit card? Like just all these sort of basic things. And every startup needs a little different flavor of all those things. Is that what the accelerator does? Is the accelerator kind of wrapping its arms around working with companies that also work with you? Exactly. Yeah. So there is, there, there's that additional vested interest. So as the, you want to be the backbone behind them. Yeah. So, and that's why we do the accelerator is to align the incentives, right? Like the number of banks in the U.S. that are able to do a fintech partnership in less than six months is a very small number. Yeah. Uh, and then the number that are willing to align incentives and invest and put their cash behind you um, and actually be on that cap table is a whole nother thing. So that has put us in a space that's a little unique. Okay. So, well, I think that's cool because you know a lot of a lot of accelerators and. You know, for those of you that are really early stage, you know, an accelerator is a program that you can get involved with that can help your business grow, do things faster. And some of them, like, for example, we had, um, we've had a recent guest that um, was Clarence Tan from Bottle. Yeah. And you know Clarence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went and, to school together. And, and he had won, what was it, AT&T? Yep. Yeah, Inspire. Yeah, so, and, but, and that, you know, they, they do have a vested interest in him winning, but it's, it's a little different. You know, like, so he won the contest and, but I don't, I'm not sure that AT&T directly works with him. He's not like developing a new phone. Yeah. You also just think about the number of dollars associated with, you know, AT&T throwing 50 grand at somebody is probably like us writing somebody a $10 check and us writing, you know, us writing five companies that come into the accelerator minimum 50K checks is like AT&T writing, you know, it's kind of $20 million checks or something. It's kind of like the way we hand out Supreme money here. Yeah. Now I will give you three thousand Supreme dollars for today's episode, and you can have the thousand that's sitting on the brim of your hat. Okay, cool. You can take the rest of the day off, man. Um, he probably will anyway, dude. <laughs> Trust me. When when we, you know, in the world of banking, you have on one side there's assets, on the other side of liabilities. So we'll let we'll let anyone listening determine. I'm gonna what get out my is. mobile banking app and I'm gonna take a picture of my Supreme dollars and, and deposit, deposit it. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Is there an app for that? Hope there will be soon. So I'm I, waiting I, on you to build it here. Yeah, we're going to do that here during the show. So this might go into overtime, but we'll see what happens. So, all right, let's theoretically say, all right, well, we're, we're going to use this. There you go. Real life example. We want to build an app. We think that if we build an app 
to take pictures of the supreme money that comes out of our supreme money gun to deposit it in a bank, but that that's super useful, mm-hmm. right? So we so said, we need to integrate with the bank. Yeah, how but, are we going to do that? Well, we don't, but we're early stage, so we think that a, a fintech accelerator would be a good start for yeah. us. So how do we find one of these? Like, what's the way that you, I mean, we're clearly going to do something with this. this going to be big. I know. And we, I can, know. we can print our own money. What we already have been, you're not supposed to let people know that that's the source of it. Yeah. But let's say that we want to do that. So now we have our idea or whatever, like give us, give us some advice. Like, what do we need to do? How do we get into a FinTech accelerator, whether it's the one at MBKC or where I would imagine that there are, and not to, not to bring up your competition here, but there's probably a few, right? So that, last, that time, is, last time I checked, the the technology around money is uh, of high interest. It, yeah. it is of high interest. There's some venture capital dollars heading that direction. So specifically on fintech accelerators in community banks, we have not been able to find any others. Okay. We are the only that we can find that is not associated with some sort of, you know, Barclays has a great accelerator um, in New York. It's wonderful. It's partnered with Techstars. But the differentiator for us is you can come into our accelerator and have a really clear path to a partnership, a guaranteed partnership. So we work together to figure out what that contractual negotiation portion kind of comes to fruition with before the accelerator starts. So we know exactly the the thing that we're going to do, right? We're going to build an app so that it's basically just you open it. It's a camera. It takes a picture of your supreme money. Yeah, yeah. Now we're talking. And then it's yes. going to, you know, turn that into Bitcoin. That's going to turn that yes. into dollars. That's going to turn that into 16 other things, right? Yes. Um, so basically do you, uh, do the wanna, fact that Bitcoin's on, involved. Do you want to be actually, on our founding team? Because you I, clearly got. Conflict you under- of interest around the Bitcoin uh, thing. I don't think I can do it. Uh, um, well, no, we're <laughs> So we can trim the Bitcoin out as long as we can turn this into real money. Okay. If we trim cool. the Bitcoin out, I can I can get okay. involved. Yeah, yeah. Then we're, we're in. Um, so from there, you're going to take that and it's going to manifest as a deposit inside of some bank account, right? Perfect. For but, you- but, the, but the question is, though, is how do I find an organization like yours to like, what's the best approach? Because I, I, I get, there, if yeah. I never find you. You Google NBKC. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the obnoxious asshole answer is Google it, Matt. Um, but <laughs> the, the oh better answer God. is basically there's two ways to By do it. By the way, I feel like I was just talking to myself. Like 100%. <laughs> there's two ways to do it. One is you find a bank. One is you find the technology first. We, okay. we recommend and I recommend, I mean, this is more my point of view than the banks or anything, but... I would say that finding your bank partner first and then being working with their technology makes a lot more sense for long-term scale than finding the technology and then whatever bank you end up working with is just the bank you end up working with. Those are kind of the bifurcated I, I can tell you right now, you don't want to walk into the Bank of Belton and be like, how do I use your API yeah. to create accounts? Well, yeah, yeah I guarantee you they don't have one. But the bigger yeah. thing is just... It's so, not just any bank that can do this. And it's it's important if you really want to build a large fintech company, it is important that you have a relationship yeah. with your bank. It's not just about the quality of those APIs. Those APIs are table stakes, but it's the culture and the kind of not even risk alignment. It's It really has so much more to do with culture and how open and understanding of startups these banks are. And that's why we've been able to scorch some earth, I think, is because of our culture having built and sold a company before understanding entrepreneurs like you know, knowing what an API is, is a thing that my CEO can, you know, he, he can describe an API, which is a pretty groundbreaking thing for a community bank CEO. True. So. True. 
the whole the whole banking industry is is changing like we had Sandy Kemper on who's the CEO of C2FO and they're I think they're on the map for um raising the most capital of any startup in Kansas, right? Yep. And they they are a fintech company. They help people basically sort of factor their receivables and receive them receive the money faster at a discount, right? And so big big corporations are like, okay, instead of waiting 90 days to get paid, I can get paid in 7 days and I'll take a discount, right? So they're they're solving unique need and they're kicking butt and taking names. Absolutely. Another company you were uh involved with was Bloom, right? You want to talk about what they did for a little bit? Yeah, Bloom Bloom was the first kind Another of fintech company in Kansas City. Yeah, the first kind of well, it really was um kind of one of the one of the main fintech companies that I think has kind of started this conversation around Kansas City becoming a fintech town. So Bloom was founded by well, one of the things that Kansas City really is is a wealth management town. Um and it was founded by two guys that used to run a wealth management firm uh, and one guy that kind of worked with them on the IT side of it. And basically they they saw enough high net worth individuals that were struggling with their 401k accounts and they had enough of their friends that were not necessarily high net worth individuals but you know educated individuals all the way down to you know maybe quasi educated individuals just nobody has any idea what to do with their 401k no so these guys kind of figured out you know all these assets are held everywhere like this seems like a big hairy problem that if somebody could actually fix there'd be a lot of value here and these robo advisor things like Betterment and Wealthfront and yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. had raised a bunch of money and kind of validated yeah. the market to some degree, right? right. And after but they don't do four hundred one, they don't do four hundred one ks because it's so much harder, right? Yeah. Betterment, Wealthfront are great companies, but at the end of the day, all they're doing is starting up new investment accounts, net new investment accounts that are all held there and that can be managed by their algorithm, right? The Bloom differentiator was if your 401k is held at, you know, if Fullscale has a 401k account at B of A, they can manage that. If I have a 401k account at Wells Fargo, it can manage that, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Anywhere yes. that it's held, it can be managed. All that for 10 bucks a month. So, oh, see, I don't know how to take pictures, apparently. Um, <laughs> so it was a groundbreaking thing for the average American to be able to sign up for something that can manage their 401k account. For 10 bucks a month and it's their largest piece it's their largest asset yeah. right like most americans outside of their car and their house and hopefully your 401k is more valuable than your car or we have other conversations to have outside of your house really it's your most valuable asset and so many people either have yeah. it sitting in money markets there's you know they're 25 and it's all in bonds because in their head they've decided they're risk averse all of these silly things that just come out of americans not necessarily understanding the investment world yeah solves all that so, so for our listeners that aren't as familiar with fintech, we've talked about a couple of examples that are Kansas City based. So what are some cool companies that have been through the accelerator that have, have done some interesting things? So, any, anybody you can talk about? Yeah, yeah, like, prop, like kind of interesting projects that people are doing that are fintech related. Yeah, so I think with this being the startup hustle podcast, the one that makes the most sense to talk about is a company called Track. So you guys have been 1099s before in your life, right? Like sure, you yes. probably get multiple 1099s at Don't the end of the year. Get, you need to get paid for that. Yeah, true. Is, yeah. Do these supreme dollars not get reported yeah. to the IRS? Well, once we figure out how to deposit them, mm. we'll get paid. We're building that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so, so the wait, 1099 wait, wait, that comes wait, wait. at I'm the end of this. I'm going to need you guys to sign NDAs. I don't want someone to steal my oh, idea shit. on this one. You're right. Every You're listener, right. please. Yes, uh, we're going to need a mass us. NDA. Uh, you're actually going to need to enter a code before <laughs> listening to the episode. If you could go to fullscale.io and hit the contact page, uh, please fill out the form and acknowledge that you will not steal our idea for the Supreme. What, what is this called? 
Do, are we going to have an issue with Supreme? They're going to have an issue with us. Sorry. We'll just spell it with a Y or something. Su- yeah. S- Supreme? Su- sup- no, it's just still Supreme, but we'll change the E's to Y. We should call it Subprime. Yeah. That su- goes sub-prime. well in the banking world now. <laughs> That's not, uh, yeah. I officially have Supreme. zero comments on that. Okay. <laughs> I don't blame you, buddy. All I don't right. blame you. All right. So, so what does track do? They so, help people so who track. make 1099. Yeah. So I was kind of in your guys' world, actually, for, for a year before I joined NBKC. I was working as a product manager for an outsourced development firm, working with, you know, kind of developers all over the world, blah, 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 blah. But I was a 1099 worker, right? I was, I was a contractor. Okay. So at the end of this year, this and this was my first time contracting, right? This was right. a new experience for me. Turns out the money you make contracting oh, 1099ing, yeah. turns out that you have to pay taxes oh, on that. Oh, wow. mm. And you get slaughtered. Yeah, I found that out at the end of the year when I got a, I think it was like a $12,000 tax bill. You need bill. some Supreme dollars. Here. Hello. You're I could have. Yes. I'm, you're like two years too late here, but It'll I appreciate the generosity. Too. Thank you. I'm actually going to keep this. I've um, got a special one for you. A special Ooh. Supreme dollar? Or? Actually, well, I was going to save it till the end, but... We actually, he needs the money. It's his, I need the money now, clearly. I have created a one number one of one. You have the only autographed Matt wow. Watson, Matt DeCourcy, Supreme $1,000 bill. It's you know I'm numbered. just going to go sell this on StockX, right? If you can. <laughs> if you can, please. I hope you do. Yeah. I'll report num- back. It's numbered one of one. <laughs> You need to send it away for grading first. It needs to like. Well, they have to authenticate it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. needs to grade it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that back so I can take a picture of it. So you, well, so you can. No sit, take backs, Matt. Well, I want you to get the authentication taken care of. Oh so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Put I'm it also, in the app I'm also going to post a picture of it on Instagram so, so it, the world can. So, anyways, that's a really <laughs> that's really cool that it would help me as like if I'm a freelancer or so whatever kind of yeah. and I'm a 1099 kind of person and it's to help more, manage my finances, my taxes, and. And is, what, it, is what it sounds like to me. Right? It, it is that, but it's it's also so much more than that. In the, it's one of those things where the way that you just described it is exactly what it is. But three nerds sitting at a table would think about it differently when you dig into the back end, right? Okay. When you think about the thank you, sir. When you think about the machine learning that they're actually applying to people's checking accounts to figure out what is 1099 income, what is W2 income, right? So oh, okay. as an example, like let's go to even more gig economy. I'm an Uber driver, but I also oh. work for Wendy's. I also oh. work for whatever, right? So does every three, Uber driver need this? Hypothetically, yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. at the end of the day, if they're not, if there's they, a big market for this. All of a sudden, yeah. think of it this way, right? Like yeah. They're they're managing it in a spreadsheet, probably. Yeah. And where not. are the best? Not. Or not? They're yeah. Not. And where are the best software yeah, companies coming from? Probably spreadsheets. Um, so this machine learning algorithm on the back end separates the two, but the real differentiator is they're working to actually become. Um, tax remitters. So right. not only saving you this money, but remitting it to the IRS on your behalf. So automating the whole process, cool. Very right? Cool. So that's something that's like really skating to where the puck's going to be. Um, makes sen- a lot of sense for them to, you know, find some traction in Kansas City, um, just cool. based on real estate agents, everything else around here. And, you know, that that big tax firm that's downtown, there's some potential there too. There's just a lot of alignment in getting groups like that into KC. So that was one Very of the cool. really exciting ones. Um, but broadly, I mean, it's kind of all more consumer oriented right now. Um, Track's a really exciting one. Something else we started this year um, because of the frustration that we kind of had around the lack of 
outside of C2FO and Bloom fintech startups in Kansas City, we've actually started an entrepreneur in residence program um, over the last kind of three months. Okay. Uh, and one of your previous folks, Donald Hawkins, is actually part of it. Nice. Uh, and then a couple other guys, Jim Starsev and Mark Calhoun, who sold their company to Charles Schwab a while back, are part of it as well. So we're trying to get some net new startups going in Kansas City uh, out of the bank. So what what makes me qualify? Like if I, all right, so yeah. would we, uh, uh, for our app? Well, number one, you're not. Why? This is you. I've just known you too long. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true. Your character I, flaws are too obvious. Man. You have a baby coding book next to you. You have other first principle issues I do. that you're I'm, working through. Well, you know what? Thank you for the segue because we actually have a copy of Baby Loves Coding. Um, I've been learning to be a programmer and I'm going to read, I've been quizzing Matt. Oh, geez. So this is a true or false question. This is out of baby loves coding by Ruth Spiro. Right. Um, this is not going to be a recurring thing in, on this podcast because there are only nine pages of this book. So, and I've used two of them on another episode. Uh, this is a true or false question. When baby pushes the button code tells the computer to make the train move true or false. Well, the answer to every programming uh, oh my god <laughs> can also be null and that fucks up everything so i'm going with null oh man literally the worst of all programming things you're literally not null. right or wrong yeah that's why i'm going with null well if you have a problem with <laughs> here you go matt watson the, and the train King. just crashed that's I, what happened i want to show you null. i want to show you guys why i why i deserve the franchise my tag, world. why i deserve the franchise tag so if you have a problem with null responses with your code you can go to stackify.com there we go and use application performance monitoring to help fix it yeah You're welcome, there we go. Matt. yeah thank you Gosh. you know Stackify you can, help you can lead a horse crashes. to water and then watson just yeah. shoves the horse in the water he's like <laughs> yeah. drink drink all right Dude, watson is the water get... number one problem with all software null <sighs> assets and liabilities they're on different sides yeah, of the table the answer which is, is which the answer is null well, so, you know what? We're going to just get all of the stuff out. All right, of let's go. We're going to play mixtape. Have you played mixtape? You're going down. I haven't. I'm gonna, dude, going Watson's today. got some fire. I'm ready. It. It's because he knows that I, he knows he's got to make up for the, the whiff on the, the, the plug there. All right. So mixtape, mixtape, the game.com. This is a local founder and creator here in okay. Kansas city, Joel Johnson. And we are also investors in this digital version coming soon. Can't wait for that. So I'm going to mixtape the game.com. All right. I'm going to read a scenario because I pulled a card out of this box and we're all going to name a song and then we get to vote for who the winner is and you cannot vote for yourself. The hmm. best song for the summer at any time from any generation. The oh summer of God. 69. God, I knew you were going to say that. It's a great summer. <sighs> this is, this is difficult. It is because that was my answer. And I always let him go first because I cheat when I look at the card. I'm going to go with like, if I have to go classic rock for whatever reason, I just think of like American Pie by Don McLean. And it's not really like, I don't know if that's really like summer oriented, but I just remember it because it was like the very first concert that I went to that had more than like 50 people at it. My answer is so out of left field. By, by the way, we've there those are, are the best. Yeah, do, do it. Yeah, it just it was a good day. The Ice Cube song. Oh man, I'm voting for you, baby. You got my vote. I don't vote for you, so he wins. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> there we go. It was either going to be that or uh, Scream by Wu Tang. One ooh, of those two. But I, that's my just everyday song. God, dude, that would be like one of my walk up songs it's, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That that what what would your walk up song be? 
I, I mean, it's weird because I'm like, I feel like that should be the after that's a good episode. one. What's your walk up? Song? Yeah, that's a good one. Mine, so, would yeah. be, mine would be the theme song to Three's Company. Mm. Maybe the highlight of my life was demo day last year, walking out to uh, We Ready. Did you get a walk up song? Yeah, we everybody got walk up songs last my, year. Mine would be like the theme song that they play when the circus clowns walk out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be don't mine. do too much of it. We may have to pay royalties. That's right. That's get right. like th- two seconds. I, okay, I feel like I, yours is like the ice cream truck. So song. getting back to back fin- to business. Getting back to the the fintech stuff. I, I have a serious question. So, uh, by the way, there's never that is a serious question has never followed Watson saying I have a serious you are you'd be a terrible poker player, bro. Dude, if you go through a fintech accelerator, yeah, do you come out with fins? I knew it. Told do, you. do you like produce baby sharks? Ooh, that should have been your song. That's my summer song. Can I go back? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we all circle up, start with Kumbaya, and then sing Baby Shark. Okay, perfect. I'm wow. in. I'm going to join the accelerator now. It's a little weird, but we, yeah. Okay. So, People ask questions. All right. Now, hold on a second. He gets a thousand Supreme dollars because he you're won. Really, you're, paying, you're paying out. He big, won mixtape. You're yeah. paying out big. Well, is, I want him to here, build our uh, app. There's, I know, but there's a thing. We have a finite amount of these. No, don't, make me buy, don't make me buy another money gun. We can print them. That's true. So, <laughs> by the way, Zach, I appreciate do, you, do you coming guys in. Print, do you guys print money at your bank? Or do you have a printer? Have the, a printer the further we go with this, the more I feel like compliance needs to review this podcast before it goes out. <laughs> okay. So the, the answer is no. Okay. <laughs> Just let me know what room it's in, okay? I'm sorry. I was studying coding. <laughs> I feel like you need another question, dude. Oh, God. Ooh. Ooh. Wait. No. You're just gonna. You're going through all nine pages too quickly. Go, I don't, dude. I, well, I don't know any, the answers to any of these. <laughs> I gotta say, okay, just looking at you with a child's okay. book in your hands, like I just don't get it. I don't. So, baby always follows the same steps to get from the rug to the toy box and back again. This pattern of steps is called an. Is it algorithm? Yes. Okay. Dude. Wow. You're so smart. Watson wins again. Woohoo! Oh man. You know I once beat Matt 16 like 16 Let's straight episodes at Brock no. Paper Scissors. No, I didn't know. Like, how do you even do that? Like, seriously. How that was you, so last year. How do you not it was, but how do you not even stumble into a win? Like he's he's written a script that's already. Dude, it would have lost. Else. It would have lost every time. Okay, so <laughs> Zach, you have a fun personality, so we've been able to make the topic of fintech so enjoyable. I'm just excited I'm going to be a baby shark soon. I mean, the less we talk about finance, the more interesting fintech is. I think that, well, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, but it is interesting. But, well, I mean, we talk about some interesting stuff on here, and it's interesting if you're into it. I mean, my wife would would fall asleep if we hadn't played baby 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 bus coding. (laughs) mixtape and some other stuff but all right so at the accelerator what are you looking for when you create partnership is that what you call them partnerships yeah yeah partnerships like what well like really what are you looking for like what are some of the things that qualify what what's going to get our app on your radar yeah so the the two biggest things is i mean at the end of the day we're making basically pre-seed investments here right pre-seed to seed like there's generally a deck, but not often a product, right? That's kind of why they're partnering with us to build the damn thing. So 
one, the idea needs to have some semblance of alignment with us as a bank. Like there needs to be, you know, something that we benefit by helping you figure out and stand up a deposit account that we're going to benefit by having deposits on our balance sheet, whatever that might be a mortgage uh, product that's going to help increase a number of mortgage leads or make people more knowledgeable about buying a house. Right. So idea is step one. But at the end of the day, when you're investing at pre-seed or seed, like all that matters is the founder, right? You So it's it's this really awkward moment of me as the person that has to kind of find the the companies. I have to bet on the founder, but I have to bet on the founder knowing that they're generally going to stick to this kind of general idea. That's why you're out. I, well, I, we yeah. already established that. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> um, but... Well, that, you know, and I think that, but I think that that was a very, in all seriousness, I've said 10 million times, maybe investors want the jockey. They want the horse. If they can get both, that's a real, that's obviously really strong. But, um, and and, you know, so what if, when you're looking at the attributes of a founder, and I want this to be encouraging because I think a lot of people, they back down, they're like, well, I haven't done this or I haven't done that. I'm like, yeah, but you're like the eighth smartest person I've ever met. Yeah. And I've met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Matt, your, so your, spots, your, your spots one through seven, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> All seven of your personalities. Oh. Qualified. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, by the way, I'm building, I, I have another FinTech idea. I'm building a Matt bot. Yes. Oh, that's a FinTech idea? Uh, All it does is lose, lose, oh, lose, lose. <laughs> are, are you sure, are you sure you didn't decide my robot, my pool is Matt bot? Ooh, that's true. Dude, all right. Well, okay. you have a robot in your pool, Matt. Yes. Cleans yeah. the pool. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, okay. first off, okay. first off, wait, I just wait, went wait, to this wait, wait, like Doctor Evil. No, dude. No, dude. So I was at Watson's <laughs> house the other night because he had dollar bottles of wine. Yeah. Different. Wait. Subject. So you charge your friends for wine yeah. when they come yeah. over? Yeah. Yeah, but you got to understand, <laughs> it's really good wine. Like the the ROI on that dollar is high. Yeah. 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 All right, yeah. continue. Yeah. Ba- baby has a wine cellar. Let's I just... have skills. Yeah. Clearly. Do yeah. you? And the main one. Is... <laughs> I mean, by the way, okay, so when you go over. Instead to... of, hey, buddy, you want to come drink some free wine with me and hang out, I charge him a dollar. So. No, and then you also have to uncork the bottle yourself. to like <laughs> So service as well. I'm just realizing Anyways, how bad my purchase is. So, I, you know, Matt has a pool in his yard, and I walk out, and it's like pool cleaning robot is like floating on its floating. side. It was floating, yeah, There's yeah, yeah. leaves it everywhere. Like it was dead. There, there was a can. There was a freaking <laughs> can, a can of pool. something <laughs> on the bottom of the pool. And I just looked over at him, and I was like, dude, what's worthless? Or is it you, or is it the robot? And he's like, dude, that thing connects to Bluetooth. I'm like, <laughs> It's like you gotta be but it doesn't me, do man. a damn job. That's for sure. So after we resuscitated the robot, <laughs> got it moving, and then came back an hour later and found it flipped over again on its side. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we did eventually get the robot going. Matt even the pool sent, is clean. He even sent me a video last night. It is clean. Out of nowhere, I just and did. I did go swimming last night. It's all good. God, fine. Did good. you get the can? Did it pick up the can? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. So yeah, we were so fascinated <laughs> it's with the this. can's modern art. And Matt's like, hey, this thing probably has like machine learning and algorithms. I was like, dude, they don't work. Man. <laughs> it's floating <laughs> upside like down. the robot, the it does not work. It's so. like a dead fish in a pool. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. man. There's no fintech or any, any tech. Well, I, I mean, I'm just glad you got it going. And that's what Baby and the coding that he learned figured it out. So that is kind of like a train. So well, I, I know, think but, fintech is awesome, by the way. And yeah. The the thing well, we haven't so talked about that we skirted around a little bit is how potentially like digital currencies and all that potentially change or impact the whole 
world of it is really fascinating. And that's like, we could spend hours talking about that. But. Yeah, well, we have. And, you know, that's a hot topic too, because the is, uh, all right. So I, when, basically it's just the ability, part of it's just the ability to move money across borders and quickly. Like, so when, when Travis was here, we were talking about it and Daryl, our COO at full scale, check us out, fullscale.io. We hope you build stuff like the app that we're going to submit to the NBKC bank. But um, we were specifically remember it was like 2010 probably. And we're like, what's this Bitcoin stuff? And I, and I asked him, I said, find out how much Bitcoin we can buy for $10,000. And it was like 9,000 coins or something crazy yeah. like that. And I was like, ah, and then we never bought it. And, you know, talking about things in the infancy, technically, I don't know how, when did Bitcoin come out? When was, it was nah, not too much before that, but Travis was talking about a guy. It was 2000. It was close to 10 or yeah, nine, it was nine or, or no, I think the white paper got written in like directly after the crisis in 08 because it was kind of a reaction to the crisis to if some degree. Satoshi Nakamoto, if you are listening to this, please find us at Startup Hustle Podcast. Make sure you follow us before you send the direct message so it goes through. Um, but, you know, Travis was talking that, that funny stories was, you know, one of the very first like kind of publicly acknowledged sales of transaction of Bitcoin for something where someone paid 10,000 Bitcoin for a pizza. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that was I mean, the first, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot. So, but you know, realistically you're talking a decade into something here and anytime something new comes around and it's adopted, we saw Bitcoin rise, we saw it fall. There's been 10,000 other coins. Some of them are vapor. Some of them aren't, some of them are useful. Some of them are the backbone of which other stuff's built on. Well, you have so, things like ripple that are trying to solve legitimate banking problems right. that are a little different flavor, right? So right. we're an international business. We send money True. to the Philippines every week or every couple of weeks or whatever. So we're at mercy of the crazy expensive wire fees and ridiculous exchange rates yep. and all of that stuff that to us, like I don't understand, like can't go in and click like, boom, boom, the money's moved and it's done. Like the whole, or even like, even like crazy. an ACH, like why does, why does that yeah. take why 24 think, hours all and that stuff like that? So, you know, is, can you fix that? It, but it, but the, is, the fed is actually doing some unbelievable work on same day ACH and accept and stuff like that. Like real time cost? payments, do all that think, kind of do stuff. Do you think it's in an effort to keep up with some of the digital stuff? That's pretty instant. Um, I, I think it, I think it is informed by that from what I can tell, but I don't think it's about keeping up with it. I mean, I think the fed takes everything into account and then kind of figures out what the best practice is, but figures out what the best Was practice that is. Intended? Takes <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, not that smart. Okay. Um, sure you are. Don't, don't, yeah. No, not that quick, at least. Right. You know, maybe like driving home, I would have been like, ah, yeah, I did that. You can call, you can email back in. Yeah. We'll yeah. patch it in. I don't think the Fed is reactionary um, because their mandate is to to be that long term. You know, they're, they're much more focused on the next hundred years, I think, than people realize. And it's impossible also for me to speak for them, but I will say that like I've been, I've been very impressed by how much the fed is doing to keep up with all that stuff. That's and cool though. Some Good of them, if you, if you pay attention to the world of FinTech and really dive into payments and payment movement, the people that end up on these federal reserve um, kind of task committees around real time payments and things like that. I mean, these are the best people in the world of technology. So they're actually listening to the right people. Well, they're not that, just sitting in an ivory tower trying to figure it out on their all own. All that stuff's a big deal as, as like my company Stackify. Somebody who takes credit cards and has to pay all the fees and all that stuff. And then we have to wait two or three days to get paid by Visa and MasterCard. Like that is all such a crap 
And but some of it, you, know, you also just like credit cards are kind of a pain in the ass because especially for a merchant, you know, if someone wants to dispute a charge. and just, Oh, yeah, it's yeah. wild. I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, that's a big everything that you're talking about right here is honestly one of the big reasons that the accelerator exists. Yeah, right. it the I it from the outside, it seems like utter bullshit in so many cases. You know, it's like, why does this happen? This it's a way? complex why does this problem happen this way. These are some of the most complex systems yeah. in the world. And 99% of the time, there are real reasons that things exist the way that they do. Before I got into banking, I always thought it was wild the way that people talked about, well, none of these fintech companies want to be banks. They don't understand what it's like to be a bank. That's actually a real thing. Like what it takes to be a banker and to be regulated by these entities, it takes a level of understanding and just kind of experience like scar tissue that you just cannot get as a series a startup and if you actually allowed a lot of these early stage startups to be banks what that could do to our banking system like think about it if you start a new bank you in a lot of cases are limited as to how fast you can grow by your regulators like you cannot actually grow at a pace of what a vc would need you to grow at as a startup if you were a bank because that would create risk. That would create risk that would not be tenable inside of the banking industry. So Isn't that, that fascinating? It is. And I think what other people would find fascinating is where can we find the NBKC Accelerator? And do you have any other shout outs you like to give? Like, feel free to drop your your personal or yeah. whatever. You, you want us to follow you somewhere or any of that. Where do our listeners get find you or the accelerator? Like, how do we take this to the next level? And did you guys accept our app yet? Your app is currently under review. Um, I hope you took <laughs> out the Bitcoin part, as I said, or else it's, it's a non-starter. Um, the baby that coded it got that done <laughs> good, during good, good, good. the episode. Yeah, and we're, we're null on Bitcoin now, no problem. Good, yeah. good. And for the 15th time, none of this was investment advice. Um, <laughs> uh, so except about the supreme dollars, those, that, those that, are good yeah, we can lean into supreme I'm dollars. All in on those, yeah. I'll be by later to print some, yeah, currently, currently competing with monopoly money I for the handful of those. <laughs> so, me, I'm at Zach Pettit on Twitter. Um, MBKC Bank is at mbkc.com. Uh, you can find the bank on Twitter at mbkc, you can find Fountain City Fintech online at fountaincityfintech.com. We are about a month and a half away from our next cohort. So oh. if there are any fintech companies out there that are looking to do any things that you've heard us talk about on this today, please reach out. Uh, happy to give my personal email. It's zach.pettit at mbkc.com. And that's P-E-T-T. P-E-T-T-E-T. Ooh, they spelled it wrong. Where I've talked to the producer. Mm. It's probably me that spelled it wrong. You can also just find me on LinkedIn. Yeah. I- I'm, I'm Googleable. Um, is nothing very exciting. But, I've been but I do exist on this whole episode. It's a different subject. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I hope you have parental we'll, controls. We'll on. reach it. No, this is clearly marked explicit. We didn't <laughs> want to get kicked off after episode six. <laughs> that's how far we made it before it got explicit. We were like, God, where are we going to be? And then yeah. we just and then a guest dropped yeah. an f bomb, and I was like, Well, there we yeah. are. Oh, I should mention that. I also have a podcast called For Fintech's Sake uh, that is very just focused in wholly oh, on cool. fintech. So do you, do you want us to come on and talk about our app? I mean, you guys have clearly established, established yourselves as thought We've leaders in the space. I'm trying to pick up some heat for the app. So We've established a need. Right. Yeah. Right. This is a migraine level pain point. It might just be my migraine, but yeah. It, <laughs> that's what that's what coming on this show will do to a lot of people, both being a guest and listening. 
So, well, first off, congratulations on getting the first ever autographed Supreme dollar. Um, Thank you, guys. I, I, if you want to find that for sale on eBay, I have a feeling it will be up there soon. I actually already put it on StockX. I'm not you going. I'm not the, going to eBay. That thing during, needs to get authenticated. You know, it needs to show up with a little green what, tag. That's why I took my picture. Did you Ooh. train the people at StockX how to authenticate our signatures? No, I don't use that. I shop at Urban Necessities. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's that's where I buy all my all, right. all my stuff. Anyway, see you guys next time. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.